Season 1, Episode 40, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, James Chapter 5, Verses 1 Through 20. Okay, well I'm just going to jump right into it. This is the last chapter of the book of James. And uh, if you watch them in order, they kind of introduce and build and uh, definitely written to the Jewish people. I think here it talks about the last days in verse 3. It talks about the coming of the Lord drawing nigh. So, again, I go back to the thought that that at the rapture, which could be tonight, the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel, which we'll talk about, uh, the verse, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27, we're going to, uh, again, I just marvel at God's Word, how it, it's, 2,000 years seems like a long time, but, um, since Christ walked on the earth, but, but he, uh, he's coming back, and God has to be ready for the believers, uh, well, they're not believers at the beginning of the tribulation, all the believers are taken out at the rapture, and, uh, so shall we ever be with the Lord. We'll meet the dead in Christ shall rise first, which I need to study the dead in Christ, but uh, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Let me just say, as far as the dead of Christ go, Christ's dead body was in the grave or in the tomb for three days, but he was not. So that's kind of, uh, Lazarus was in the grave for four days, and then he was not. But he was in paradise. He was separated from his body. As well, back then that's where you went before Christ died on the cross. He went to paradise after the crucifixion, after Jesus' resurrection, when he led captivity captive from paradise to heaven. And today, in the New Testament, we're absent body and present with the Lord. All right, well, let me get started with James chapter 5, verse 1. Go now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your misery that shall come upon you. Um, if we're looking at the 70th week of Daniel, my goodness, we're, we're looking at plagues that the world has never seen. Mo Moses' plagues in Egypt were nothing to be compared with the, 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 the plagues of the 70th week of Daniel. As described in the uh, book of Revelation, it's the 70th week of Daniel, a week being seven years. I will explain that in a moment. Um, your gold, your silver are cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye were, you have heaped treasure together for the last days. Big mistake. If, could you imagine being one of the 144,000 or the, just people after the rapture of the church and the, the, the he that letteth is removed, the, the taking of the Holy Spirit, and Satan is pretty much unhindered to do whatever he wants in the person of the Antichrist. It's prophesied what's going to happen, but uh, anyway, um, it, it's seven, a week is seven years, and there were uh, 69 years 
uh, from in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. I'll let you look it up. Daniel chapter 9, 24 through 27, if you want to read about the 70th week of Daniel or the 70 weeks of Daniel. There were 69, that leaves one week, the 70th week. There were 69 weeks from the issue of Cyrus the Great to the world, because he was Cyrus the Great, the Medo-Persian that followed uh, Nebuchadnezzar when they defeated Nebuchadnezzar, grandson. But you can read the book of Daniel, read all that. But uh, the first six chapters of Daniel are kind of historical. The the rest of Daniel are, are is prophetic. And especially here in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. Uh, the the 70 weeks are described. Um, there are 69. Well, it took seven weeks or 49 years. Again, a week is seven years, poetically speaking. Uh, it took 49 years to rebuild Jerusalem after Nebuchadnezzar had destru- destroyed it under the order of uh, Cyrus the Great to Nehemiah. 70, 49 years to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. The temple wall went up pretty quick, but anyway, um, then we have um, 62 years, uh, 62, um, I'm sorry, 62 weeks, which is 62 times 7. I just did the math on the 69 times 7 is 483, which leaves uh, 7 years for the 490, which would be 70 weeks. 7 times 70 is 490. So the 69 weeks from the order to rebuild the temple to the completion and the all the way to the Messiah was 69 weeks. And 69 times 7 is 483 years, leaving 7 years for the last um, for the last for the 70th week of Daniel and it's the it's the judgment against Israel but uh, they are on fire for the Lord I don't think the world has ever seen evangelists like the 144,000 that are, are killed to the last man and when the Lord comes back the Lord's return at the end of the tribulation the 70th week is cut short because no one would survive there would be nobody left to live on into the millennium the um, the Lord returns and we have uh, the judgment of the nations also known as the sheep and the goats that a lot of people like to talk about but they really don't understand it I don't think but it's at the end of the tribulation and the sheep are the ones that are believers I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish John chapter 10 the Good Shepherd discourse he's the Good Shepherd he leave the 99 and go after the one but um, the sheep take care of the 144,000. They, they were naked and they clothed them. They were hungry and they fed them. The 144,000 don't have a chance, really. They have the seal of God on their forehead, which the Antichrist copies with his mark of the beast. Uh, but he, uh, the, uh, the 144,000 are slaughtered and... Uh, the judgment of the nations is is a description of people that helped the 144,000 and people that didn't. 
but they're not in going to heaven or they're not going to live on to the millennium or they're not going to go to hell because of how they treated the 144,000. The description of there of, of them feeding and clothing and helping and visiting in prison, the 144,000 is just that, a description of believers. These people were sold out and, and people that weren't in 144,000 were sold out. And they were willing to risk everything, just like Anne Frank did or, or people like that, that uh, or, or I guess uh, people that, that hid Anne Frank during the Nazi war. One thing I find interesting is that, that Satan doesn't know when the tribulation is going to happen. He's not all-knowing. So he has to have an Antichrist ready every generation. But um, anyway, um, so let's get back to reading this. Uh, Behold, the hire of the labors, verse 4. Behold, the hire of the labors who have reaped down your fields, who have picked your crops, which you kept back by fraud, and crieth, and fraud, and crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the years of the Lord, into the ears of the Lord of Sabbath. Verse 5, Ye have lived in pleasure on the earth, and been wanton. Ye have nourished your hearts as in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, which would be the, the just one, the Christ, and he doth not resist you. Verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. So the coming of the Lord is in view here. And again, that, this would perfectly fit with the 144,000. I'm not sure all of Paul's letters to the, the Gentile church that's been raptured out are really applicable for the 144,000. I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff in there. but And, and I don't think we're going... Anyway, I don't know. Let me put it that way. Be patient, therefore, my brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. They've got plenty of reason not to be patient during the tribulation, but if they keep their eyes on the Lord, behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. That would be people, believers in particular, and hath long patience for it. He's waited a long time. 2,000 years of the of the church age. But if you're, again, if you picture yourself as a Jew or any believer during with the right after the rapture, this would be a really good book to look at. And I told you, I, I kind of thought, if nobody listens to this, maybe it'll be around online. If the rapture happened tonight, I'm not setting a date or a time or anything like that. It could be 100 years from now, after we're all gone. But if he did come back, they're going to be looking for something and maybe they'll Google Bible if they still have the internet or whatever. Uh, I don't know. But they might. this might get them started. Be patient therefore, my brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and latter rain. The latter rain is the one that just really brings the fruit to uh, fruition. All right. Um, agriculturally speaking. Verse 5, and, and the Jews are going to 
be very ripe for the picking during the tribulation. It's going to be the judgment of the Jewish people and the ones that believe are going to live on into the millennium and the ones that don't will be cast into the lake of fire, read the judgment of the nations. Um, uh, chapter 5, verse 9, Matthew, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Judge, grudge, grudge not one another, brethren, lest, well, verse 8, be, be, be also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Again, that's, uh, I'm not, I'm praying Paul's prayer for boldness to share Christ with other people. If I was in the tribulation, I would definitely be praying for the Lord's return. But I just don't see that apply to the church as we will be raptured out. We'll be in heaven at the judgment seat of Christ. Again, this is pretty much Christianity 101. It starts with uh, patience, as end was patience. And um, here we go. Um, verse 9. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold... The judge standeth before the door. So he's getting ready to come. Getting ready to come in. Verse 10. Take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and patience. These The Jewish people during their judgment, the judgment of the Jewish nation in the tribulation, which um, is one of the five eternal judgments, um, is, is something to, to endure. Um, verse 11. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Okay, if you endure unto the end, you're going to live on into the millennium. If you die in the tribulation, which the 144,000 do to a man, and you can't find more faithful people, but they're, they're not going to hell. They're going to heaven. They're under the throne of God Read in Revelation where they cry out to the Lord, to take vengeance upon them on the earth that, that slaughtered them. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and seen the end of the Lord. And the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. So, yeah, you're going to suffer for a season, but it's not to be compared to the glory that the Lord has in, in store for us in heaven. Even me, that didn't bear the full day of work that you I, I'm an 11th hour person I, I don't even deserve to be it's so easy to at least for me it's been very easy to be a Christian and and uh, no persecution no martyrdom on my part maybe you think that's rampant I don't know I, I haven't I don't know I'll just leave it at that uh, chapter uh, James 5:12. But above all things, my brethren, okay, again, written to beloved brethren, written to believers, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, like on a stack of Bibles or whatever, just let, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. You know, if you say something to a little kid, they're taking it to the bank. You know, next week we're going to Disney World. They're going to think next week they're going to Disney World. 
you know, you made a promise, and it, you know, if you don't go next week to Disney World, you're a liar. So let your yay be nay, and let me your yay be yay, and your nay be nay. Just yes and no. In fact, when I left the army and uh, resigned my regular army commission, I had to get sworn in into the reserve as a reserve officer. And I did that at Fort Campbell on my way to Tampa Bay Bible College from uh, the, uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. And I, I had a buddy who was a, I think he was an assistant adjutant at, at Brigade. He might have been the adjutant at Brigade. Probably was, probably, yeah, he probably was an adjutant at 1st Brigade, 101st. And I, and I asked him, I stopped by the 101st in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and asked if he could swear me in. Drove to, I knew exactly where the brigade was. I had been there for three years. And uh, he said, sure, no problem. We, were, we went to uh, Alaska together. We're roommates in the barracks until we moved out on the glacier. But, um, but anyway, he, he swore me in and he, and he said, I, I looked at the oath and I said, I'm just going to say I affirm. I've never heard anybody do that. But I did it because it says, my brethren, swear not. So that's why the affirm is there in the oath of the United States Army. You swear or affirm. And if you take it with a bunch of people, then you can, you know, nobody will hear you say I affirm. But uh, my buddy knew I was kind of weird, so he didn't mind. Uh, but above all things, brethren, swear not, neither by heaven nor by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. You're a liar. Be careful what you say. Do what you say. Let your yea be. I said I would do it. I'm going to do it. Now that there has to be some reason there. I mean, you don't um, say something in stupidity and then carry it out. Uh, I take uh, Solomon for an example. His mother Bathsheba came to him and after David's death and said. I've got something to ask you. And he said, ask on half my kingdom. And he said, well, you know that brother that tried to usurp the throne from you and um, uh, he uh, he wants to have uh, the woman that took care of David at the end of his life. He wants to marry her. And, and Solomon, who's a pretty smart guy, said, what, mom, mother, why don't you ask for the kingdom? Why don't you just give him the kingdom? Because he was very uh, handsome fellow, but um, anyway, um, that uh, you know the people loved this guy, but he'd already declared himself king. But David put an end to that. You'll have to read First uh, and Second Samuel, I guess. But um, he 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 didn't do what he said. He was going to give her anything up to half first kingdom. She just asked for a half brother to marry. Some somebody that had taken care of David, and and he definitely put a stop to it. And um, I, anyway, I'll let you read the story. Um, okay, uh, chapter five, verse thirteen. Is any among you afflicted? My goodness, if they're if they're reading this during the tribulation, they are definitely afflicted. Me, not so much, but I'm just trying to tell other people about Jesus Christ. I'm praying for boldness to share Christ. Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. 
is verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. So there you go. This is the assembly, the synagogue is the Greek word. Um, and uh, let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save him, save the sick, not from, we're not talking about eternal life here, we're talking about not dying from whatever they're sick of. The Lord shall raise him up, and if any have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Okay, well that's, that that occurs, uh, that judgment took place when Christ died on the cross, and it's, it's, it counts for anybody that believes. So if the 144,000 are reading this right now or any other survive, you know, people that didn't go up in the rapture and still alive, they need to um, call upon the Lord and they'll be saved and their sins shall be forgiven. Uh, verse 16, 5, James 5, 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a, of a righteous man availeth much. So, pray. It's one of the four talks. Talk to God in prayer. He talks to you through His Word. You talk to other believers. It's called fellowship. And you talk to lost people. And that's what the 144,000 are doing. They're not just hiding. So they're, they're witnessing for Christ. And that's why they're, they're pretty easy to find and they're pretty easy to slaughter. Um, chapter, or verse 17. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not for the space of three years and six months, which is a very neat, interesting time because three years and six months is exactly the, uh, the first half of the tribulation to the abomination of desolation, which is mentioned in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. So if you want to learn the, the 70 weeks of Daniel, go to Daniel chapter 24, uh, verse, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. I'm going to read that verse again, 17. Elias was a, a, a man subject to like passions as we are. He prayed and if anybody could identify with the 145,000, it would be James, who was was martyred like the 144,000 will be. So you got one martyr talking to a bunch of other martyrs um, during the tribulation. And, and a lot of people will be martyred, not just the 144,000. Anybody that helps them, anybody that's a believer, it's, it's a very trying time. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain for the space... And it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months. So that's a very important time to the tribulation. Uh, verse 18, and he, it's half the tribulation. And the second half is a little shorter because no one would survive. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, again, written to believers, which... All scripture is given by the inspiration of God as profitable for doctrine, for proof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, complete, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. The Bible's written to believers, and I've been a believer for 48 years, and obviously I have my challenges with it. Verse uh, 
last verse here. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Second to last verse. Verse 19. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him. Now, that's what the 144,000 are trying to do or trying to turn people to Christ. Let him know that he which converteth the sinner, uh, sin because they believe not on me, the work of the Holy Spirit, let, let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way, not believing in Jesus Christ as your only hope for heaven, shall save a soul from death. Now, if, if my interpretation here is correct, that would be uh, the second death. Now, another way this could be taken is if you, uh, a Christian that doesn't do what's right, Ananias and Sapphira, for example, they lied to the Holy Spirit about how much, they, they lied about how much they gave to the church when they sold their house. I'm sure they gave a, a lot, but anyway, God was establishing the church and didn't want liars to, to represent him, I guess. I think they died and went to heaven. I think they were believers. Again, this is brethren. Well, again, I, this, if, it's, if it is written to believe, if this part uh, is saying you've got a, a, a Christian that doesn't want to help the 144,000 or doesn't want to serve the Lord during the tribulation or, or even today. I mean, this was written 2,000 years ago, so it's applied, I guess, to any reader at any time, but I'm just trying to, to point where I think it's headed. And shall hide a multitude of sins. Um, it could be taken that you're, you're, someone is hearing the gospel and trusting Christ, or it could be talk, talking to a, a, a you're talking to another Christian who's got issues, problems that he's confessed. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Uh, you're saying, look, you got to, the Lord can take you home, and that's that was Christianity 101 for me. The worst punishment that a Christian can get is to be taken home early. The worst punishment you can give an ambassador, they're a, kind of above the law. I mean, in the, in the country they're in, they are. Uh, they can leave and go home and they can't be tried. But, um, but if we're an ambassador, the worst thing that can happen to us is we're an ambassador for heaven, is be taken to heaven. And I think Ananias was an example of that. They were ambassadors and weren't doing what's right, and they were, and they suffered physical death. So two ways you can take this: the second death, the unbelievers, uh, eternity separated from God. Death means separation. Second death is separation from God. The first death is separation from your body, which I say every time it comes up is no big deal. The Bible says, "Fear it not." Fear not the first death. Fear the second death and the one that can bring it upon us. And, and again, I love the Lord like I love electricity. Well, hopefully I love Him more, but sometimes I, I wonder. But I really like air conditioning but and heat and all the stuff that electricity gives me. But I, um, I, I, I'm, I'm careful when I work on electricity when I rewire things, when I work on electrical things, I am respectful.
and I'm, I love the Lord because he first loved me, and I'm respectful of him. Well, that concludes our study of the book of James. I hope you got something out of it, whether you read it before the tribulation or after the tribulation, if it's even available after the tribulation, after the, I'm sorry, after the rapture, after the tribulation, we can talk to the Lord during the thousand year reign of Christ on the earth. And for us that know the Lord, I mean, now believers will be raptured up into heaven to be with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. So we'll, I don't think the word will be that important. We can ask him our questions and talk to some of the prophets that wrote it, I guess. I don't know. I have not seen nor ear heard what the Lord has in store for us in heaven. So I'm going to say adios, which means to God, which I, I love. My favorite way to say goodbye, adios, second only to via con Dios, which means go with God.